The Holy Spirit doesn't come in a service to knock people over. And then we say, oh, the, the Holy Spirit was in church today because people fell over. Their, their manifestations, the response that you and I have in our, in our, in our natural man, in natural woman, to the moving and to the operating of the Holy Spirit, we all react differently. We all respond differently to that presence, to the power of the Holy Spirit. But if that's what we're left with, well, that's a very limited view of the role of the Holy Spirit. You know, to make me feel goosebumps, to knock me over, to make me shake, to make me laugh. Amen? If that's what we're left with, that's a, that's a very Sunday morning, limited, four walls view of the Holy Ghost. The Holy Spirit wants to be involved in our life. Amen. The Holy Spirit wants to have access to our life. There's a role that He wants to play in your life as a believer. It's an amazing role. It's a powerful role that He has been designed to, to have in our life that if, when we understand it, it will change our Christian world just drastically. It will, it will change our Christian world to one of power. Amen? But unfortunately, we, we have put the Holy Spirit aside and we rely on our own abilities. We rely on our, on our own intelligence. We rely on our own wisdom, even pers personally in our Christian walk, but also as church. We do church so much today outside of the Holy Ghost. We rely on the arm of man. We rely on intelligence. We rely on education. We rely on reasoning. And the Holy Spirit is put to a side. The Holy Spirit, Spirit is put to a back corner. And He so wants to get involved. He so wants to be part of the church. He so wants to be part of your Christian life. If you could just, we're going to see that in the Word of God. If you could just, if you could just get that revelation. He so wants to be part of my life and he's got so much to bring. Wouldn't you agree? The Holy Spirit has so much to bring to your Christian life. I think he knows how to be a Christian. I think he knows what it takes to be a man and a woman of God. Amen. I think he knows how to do church. But it's about, it's about yielding and surrendering and understanding his role and then allowing him to have his role, to have his way to take his place, and then our Christian life goes to another level, and get this, then the church life goes to another level. Amen? Amen. But look, I want to start with, the, with this first. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 30 says this, And grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby you have been sealed unto the day of redemption. Grieve not the Holy Spirit of God. Grieve not the Holy Spirit of God. The word grieve means to make sad. It means to distress. And I, and I believe this is the, the, the best meaning of this word grieve. It means to ignore. The, the, the writer of Ephesians is saying, do not ignore the Holy Spirit. Do not grieve the Holy Spirit. Therefore, the Holy Spirit can be grieved. The Holy Spirit can be ignored. Look at 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 19. 1 
Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 19. Look what it says here concerning the Holy Spirit. So we can grieve the Holy Spirit. We can ignore Him and live our life as we want, live our life how we choose. And as a church, we can ignore the Holy Spirit and we'll do it our own way. Have you heard this? We've got this. We've got this. We'll do it. We know how to do church. We know how to manage it. We know how to we know how to put it together. And so and, and if we're not careful, we can ignore the Holy Spirit. One thing is for sure, we don't know how to heal the sick. We don't know how to raise the dead. We don't know how to save people. We don't know how to do creative miracles. We don't know how to multiply the church. We don't know how to make disciples. The Holy Spirit does, hallelujah. But if we ignore him, he'll go to a, to a side and say, okay, have church. Okay, live your Christian life in your own strength. So we can grieve the Holy Spirit. Look at First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 19. Quench not the Spirit. Quench not the Spirit. Everybody say quench. Okay. What does quench mean? Quench. To put out. I'm going to quench this thirst. The word quench literally means to put out or to extinguish. It's like there's a fire and you get water and you quench the fire. You exterminate, you extinguish and you put out the fire. So again, the, the writer of Thessalonians, who is Paul, the same writer of Ephesians, he's saying, do not quench the spirit. Do not put out the spirit. Do not extinguish the Holy Spirit. So that's an interesting prospect. We can grieve the Holy Spirit. We can ignore him. We can put him to a side and, 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 and uh, have a long-distance relationship with him. And we can also extinguish him. We can also put him out. So if we have been instructed by God through his word to not grieve and to not quench the spirit, it is because we can. And we should not. We live in a time where the Holy Spirit has been ignored. The role of the Holy Spirit. And again, don't just think because there's a lot, a lot of manifestation that that's the role. That's not the role of the Holy Spirit. That's not the ultimate role of the Holy Spirit. There's more that he wants to do. The Holy Spirit has been given to us by God to help us on our journey of faith. Did you hear that? The Holy Spirit has been given by God to help us on our journey of faith. And he has been given to the church body to help the church and to empower the church to be the church. The Holy Spirit has been given to the church so that the church can function as the church. The Holy Spirit makes the difference. He is God. He knows what to do. But if we ignore him and we quench him and we extinguish him with our, with our own wisdom, with our own man-made abilities, we're going to miss out. We miss out. Do you know why the book of Acts is the book of Acts? Because it's the Acts of the Holy Spirit. It's not so much the Acts of the Apostles. The book of Acts is the Acts of the Holy Spirit. The church of Acts was a powerhouse church because of the role of the Holy Spirit. The Christians in Acts were power Christians. They, they had power living. They lived with power. Not just inside the four walls of the home or inside the four walls of the, of the church. 
They lived powerfully on the streets, Amen. in the marketplace. It's because of the role of the Holy Spirit. They gave access to the Holy Spirit. They understood the role of the Holy Spirit. They understood that the Holy Spirit wanted to be part of their everyday life. That to be a believer on your own, you cannot. To be a sold out Christian in this generation, you cannot on your own. You need the Holy Spirit. To be bold, to be courageous. You cannot do that on your own. Because sooner or later, you're going to be put to the test. Amen. So that these men, they said in Acts chapter 4, they're ignorant. They, they, they are ignorant. They are uneducated men, talking about Peter and John. They are from the lower class of, of the city. But when they talk, hallelujah, you know that they've been with Jesus, praise God. Amen. When they talk, there's something about their talk. They're not relying on education. They're not relying, relying on their social status. They're not relying on the family they come from. They're not relying on their credentials. They're relying on the Holy Ghost. They trust, their trust was so, they, they, they fully trusted the Holy Spirit to get the job done. They fully trusted the Holy Spirit. They, they, they believed what Jesus said. Do not worry about what you shall say. Do not worry about what you shall speak when you're before the authorities. For in that very hour, the Holy Ghost shall give you what to say. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Wow. <laughs> Today we trust in our, in our education. We trust in our preparation. We trust in our studies. And there's nothing wrong with that. But that's not going to get the job done. Amen. Amen. So then we see a paralyzed man. Under the, under the role and under the power of the Holy Spirit, silver and gold have I none. And it's not that they did not have silver and gold. It, it was this, silver and gold will not heal you. Amen. You've been getting silver and gold all these years sitting at the, at the door of this church. And isn't it a shame that at the door of the church, the Christians going in would only give him coins. When they, that's what happens when you don't rely and you don't, you don't understand the role of the Holy Spirit. Because the role of the Holy Spirit is always to heal the sick, hallelujah. Amen. It's always to bring change and transformation. So Amen. Peter Peter and John in Acts chapter 3, as they go into the temple, they, they saw this man sitting at the door of the temple asking for coin, asking for, for money, and, he's, and Peter now, full of the Holy Ghost, relying on the impulse of the Holy Ghost, relying and trusting the role of the Holy Spirit, Said to the man, silver and gold have I none. <coughs> Today we say silver and gold have I some. <laughs> Relying on, 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 see, these guys had to rely on the Holy Ghost. Yeah. I, I think it wouldn't, be a, it wouldn't be a bad thing if the internet closed for two weeks. I think it wouldn't be a bad thing if we didn't watch television for two weeks. I think it wouldn't be a bad thing. Because then we would not be sitting in front of the TV for two hours and hoping the Holy Ghost heals people. See, we, we want the role of the Holy Spirit to happen while we're on the internet three hours a day. See, these guys did not have that problem. 
They didn't have television, they didn't have the internet, they didn't have radio, they didn't have an iPhone. Thank God, because they relied on the Holy Ghost, hallelujah. Amen. That's what I'm going to be talking about in the next few weeks. How do you position yourself for the role of the Holy Spirit? These things don't just happen. If there's no spiritual exercise, if there's no spiritual surrender, and there's no, there's no opening up ourselves to the Holy Spirit, well then we're never going to see the Holy Spirit have access to the full to the full that he desires. Again, someone once was praying to God and said, God, why do we not see our shadow healing people? Why do we not see dead people being raised from the dead, like in the book of Acts? And the man said that God answered him and said, based on what I just said to you, because if you're going to sit in front of the TV for three hours a day, and for two hours you're going to be texting. The Holy Spirit will never move. Because there is a there is a, a, a positioning that needs to happen. So I don't, we, might, we might have said, Silver and God, have I son? Then he said, Silver and God, have I not? He had money. But what he was saying is that you don't need money. You need healing. Amen. And what I what I do have. Come on, mm. I give unto you Amen. in the name of Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Wouldn't you like to see that? Wouldn't you like to be a Christian that goes around and just is powerhouse, power living? The Holy Spirit is having your, his role, is functioning in your life. It's going to take sacrifice, it's going to take the altar, it's going to take consecration, it's going to take. Fasting, that's what we're going to get into that. Oh, I don't like that. It's going to take fasting. How much do we want the role of the Holy Spirit to happen in our lives? And listen, and I'm not just talking about the church, the access that you have to the Holy Spirit as a father, as a mother, as a, as a family. Listen, He knows how to do family. He knows how to be a father. He knows how to be a mother. He knows how to get out of it. He knows what to do when you're feeling depressed or when you're feeling stressed or when you're feeling worried. The Holy Spirit knows. Amen. Amen. Silver and gold have I none. What I do have, I give up to you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, get up and walk. Amen. And now, you, now you're in a pickle. Is he going to get up and walk? But Peter, under the under the power and inspiration of the Holy Spirit, he leaves no room for failure. He grabs the man's hand, he gets him up. Yeah, and the man starts walking. And the man starts running. And the man starts jumping. And the man starts praising. And revival happens. Hallelujah. Yeah. Do you see this power living in the book of Acts? Everything in the book of Acts can be rooted in Acts chapter 1 verse 8. And you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost comes upon you. Everything. Everything you see in Acts. Everything. Every miracle. Every every salvation. The, 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 the church flourishing. And every, every disciple. Everything in Acts is rooted in the book of, it is written, sorry, in Acts chapter 1 verse 8, the power of the Holy Spirit. And they didn't move from that. You will see it over and over again. When they were, when they were up against persecution, you will see it. They went home and they started praying and asking God for the power of the Holy Spirit. 
You will see it over and over again. They would come to the Holy Spirit and say, Holy Spirit, we need you. May God help us to have this kind of uh, urgency in our hearts for the role of the Holy Spirit to have access in our lives. He knows how to get us to live for God. He knows how the church can be effective. So the Holy Spirit comes. The Holy Spirit comes, number one, to comfort us. Everybody say comfort. Comfort. So I think there's a few things here that the Holy Spirit comes to do. His role is to comfort us. The Holy Spirit comes to comfort us. And let's look at it in the Word of God. Let's look at John chapter 14, verse 16. John chapter 14, verse 16. Wow, the role of the Holy Spirit to comfort us. He comes to comfort us. John chapter 14, verse 16. This is Jesus speaking. Jesus speaking. And I will pray to the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever. Look at verse 18. I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. Can somebody say amen? Hallelujah. The role of the Holy Spirit is to comfort us. Look at John chapter 15 verse 26. Mark these verses. These are promises. This is the role of the Holy Spirit. This is the role of the Holy Spirit. John chapter 15 verse 26. You ready? But when the Comforter has come. Oh. Are these just words in the Bible? That he comes, he comes to comfort us. When the Comforter is come, whom I will send to you from the Father, even the Holy Spirit of truth, which proceeds from the Father, he shall testify of me. So the Holy Spirit is the Comforter. Everybody say Comforter. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit is referred to as the Comforter. The Holy Spirit wants to be our help. He wants to be our Comforter. He wants to help us be a disciple of Jesus. The word comforter in the Greek is the word parakletos. Everybody say parakletos. Speak a little bit of Greek. And the word parakletos, which is comforter, literally means the helper. It means one that comes alongside you to help you. It means one that comes to give you aid. An advocate, one that encourages, one that assists you. I don't know about you, but that's exciting, hallelujah, that the Holy Spirit, God, would come to help me, to assist me, to encourage me, and to come alongside me to help me be a disciple of Christ. That's the role of the Holy Spirit, to help me. But we cannot ignore him. We cannot quench him. He wants to help us in our Christian walk. He wants to help us. You are not alone. I am not alone. Amen. The Holy Spirit wants to help us. It's what what happened to to, uh, Samuel. In in 1 Samuel chapter 30, David was at Ziklag, and the Bible says he was distressed. Distressed. 
So he wasn't just stressed, he was de-stressed. He was more than beyond stressed. How many know you can get into that kind of a place? When he comes to Ziklag, his wives have been taken, his children have been taken, and the city has been burnt to the ground. Amen. See, sometimes you find yourself in a place like this as a believer, where the devil has come to kill, to steal, to destroy. And then not just that, then his own, his friends, his leaders turn on him, and they pick up stones, and they want to throw them, and they want to kill him. When David sees this, he is greatly distressed, and he begins to cry like a baby. He begins to cry, the Bible says, they cried, he cried until he had no more strength to cry. Have you ever cried like that? Have you ever cried until you have no more strength to cry? Because of the predicament that you find yourself in. Because of the situation that you find yourself in. Whether it's family issues, whether it's marriage issues, whether it's children, whether it's finances, whether it's lack of employment, whether it's struggling with a drug addiction or with alcoholism, whether it's a it's a it's a, a sin that you know this is not right and you just keep falling into it and it causes you to cry and say, God, how long? When and it and it greatly distresses you. It distresses you. So as a believer, don't don't feel bad when you find yourself in that place, because you will. But you know what to do. Holy Spirit, I need you. You are the comforter. Your role is to help me right now. See, so that's that's how you get him involved. You don't ignore him and start calling everyone. You don't ignore him going to psychologists and counting. You go to all those things first and then, oh, I better go to the pastor so he can pray for me. We've grieved him. We've ignored him. We've quenched him out. We've got to every joke blow. And then, oh, because that didn't work, I guess the Holy Spirit, I think I, think I might go to church this Sunday to get some prayer. Oh, oh, I better open up the Bible now. Because nothing else helped. Come on. Go to the Holy Spirit first. Because that's His promise. And if anything else, you claim the promise. Say, you, you pray like this. Like this I Father, your word says that Jesus would send the comforter. And when he would come, he would comfort me. Right now, I need comfort. Hallelujah. Right now, I need assistance. I need strength. I need someone to come alongside me and help me and pick me up and take me through this situation that I'm in and get me to the other side. Hallelujah. Amen. Don't you think the Holy Spirit can do that? Hallelujah. There's something that the Holy Ghost that will pick you up. Hallelujah. That will make you feel like you're flying. Praise God. Amen. Medicine won't be able to do it. Psychology won't be able to do it. Counseling won't be able to Now all these things can help. They can aid. They can assist. I can come alongside you and help you. But I'm limited. Carlos can come alongside me and give me some words of advice and, and encourage me. Come on, but, and, but, that, but that's limited. But the Holy Spirit it's God. Yeah, it's His role to comfort you. Yeah, it's, it's His role to comfort you. Oh, I feel that right now. Hallelujah. It's His role to help you. It's His role to assist you. It's His role to come alongside you and help you and encourage you. Amen. David knew that. 
or when he's in this situation where he's de-stressed, de-stressed, it says this, but David encouraged himself in the Lord his name. Amen. Come on church, say amen. amen. David encouraged himself in the Lord his Something happened. Something happened. There was a comfort. There was an assistance. There was a help. There was an encouragement. Amen. He, he said, this. Okay, what are we going to do? We've got business to do here. He went to the priest and he said, Priest, what do we do? Do we go after the enemies? Do we go after them or do we, do we stay? And the, and the priest said, Go after them. Or you shall recover everything. Amen. You shall not lose. Hallelujah. Amen. And with that encouragement, with that comfort, he went after the enemy. And he recovered all. There's, there's something about the Holy Spirit. He comes to comfort you. Come on, say comfort. Hallelujah. You've got to pray to him. Amen. Holy Spirit, help me. I'm going into this interview. Holy Spirit, help me. I'm going to go to visit this person that's sick. Holy Spirit. See, if you don't do that, you're ignoring him. You're, you're, you are grieving him, ignoring him. You are quick. He so wants to help you. He so wants to help you. He so wants to come alongside you and give you help. Now, why wouldn't you want that from the one that created the universe? Why wouldn't we want that from the one that when God said, let there be light, it was him, the Holy Spirit, that went into action and created light? Why wouldn't we want that from the one that when man was, was made out of dust on the floor, on the ground, and God breathed in the breath of life, and the Spirit of God came into man, into Adam, and he became a living being? Amen. Hallelujah. How can these men in jail be praising God in the book of Acts? That's the role of the Holy Spirit. But if we don't even open up the Bible, we don't even pray, we don't even go to church once every month, we, 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 we gather around the wrong crowd, we're watching TV, we're going to this, we're going to that, and we're so busy, we're so busy, we never give room to the Holy Spirit. How do we expect Him to have a role? Can you imagine? My car needs needs fixing, and I need a mechanic. Okay, and so I take my car and and I, I I bring it I bring it to the man, the man that he's a mechanic, but he's not just a mechanic. He made the car, so he's designed the car. He wrote the manual to the car, so he's a mechanic. He 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 wrote the manual because he made it. He knows. So I bring the car to him and and when I bring it to him, at least that's a good start, I bring it to him, I, I completely ignore him and I begin to talk to someone that doesn't have a clue about mechanics. And, and Mark is, is not a qualified mechanic, but he's one of those mechanics that we all know, <laughs> that you can take the car to and they can do something. You know, they can change a brake pad or something like that. They can do something. They've got the greasy hands, you know, they, 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 they've got the shed. Brother Alex, hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. 
and so, and so, so, so that Mark, because he's, he's, a, he's a casual mechanic, he's talking like he knows everything. And the, the, the mechanics over here going, guys, they only knew that I'm, I made that car. Mm. I designed the motor. I could tell them what's wrong with it. And I cannot just tell them what's wrong with it, I can fix it. Yeah, man. You get it? Yeah, you get it. That's what we do to the Holy Spirit. He designed this whole thing. He made everything we see. And so we're talking to everyone that doesn't even know how to do life. We're, we're talking to people that don't know how to heal bodies. And the Holy Spirit's going, I'm here. I made you. I wrote this word. I think I know what to do. So what we do, then we need to stop talking to people that are known and approach the Holy Spirit and say, Holy Spirit, I need you to comfort me. I've sensed his help. I've sensed his strength. I've sensed his assistance. There's something about the Holy Spirit that you cannot buy with money. You cannot earn. Total surrender. He wants to comfort us. He wants to help us. Amen. Would you open up this morning to him and let him have his role? We're so busy, and busy is not good. Busy doesn't mean that you'll be productive. Busy just means you're busy. You've got to slow down. See, the book of Acts had what they had because they were in tune with the Holy Spirit. Today, the Holy Spirit is the last person we think of. You know, we sort of like just make it to church on Sunday morning. Like I said, tick it off, and then the rest of the week, see you later, God. God wants to be involved there. And so that's what church, see that's what church is about. It's coming to an atmosphere where the Holy Spirit is moving so he can comfort you. It's not so he can just knock you over. Now if that happens, praise God. It's not so you run around. I see the church flood, people running around under the power of the Holy Ghost. Oh man, if they got that power, Hussein Bolt, watch out. Run under that power in the Olympics. Is that all that the Holy Spirit comes to do so we can run around the building? Nothing wrong with that if you start halting, praise God, because you can't handle the power. But is that all? I've known people that do that, they go home and they're still distressed, they're still upset, they're still in bondage when the Holy Spirit is in the service to be comforted, to help, to that, to that wife that is struggling, the Holy Spirit wants to help you, to that husband that feels like I'm out of place, I'm not providing, I'm I, I, I don't feel that I'm qualified. The Holy Spirit wants to help. To the person that's suffering a physical illness, a sickness in your body, you've gone to the doctor, you've gone to the medicine, and there's nothing wrong with those things, and, and they help, of course they do, but the Holy Spirit wants to comfort you, Amen. to help you, to keep going on. He's here to help. Amen. 
Everybody say carpet, hallelujah. That's the role of the Holy Spirit. Will you help? Will you open up today? Will you open up to the comfort of the Holy Spirit? Let's all stand.